Hello and welcome to the SQA Board of Publications podcast. My name is Karel Joseph. I am a member of the Board of Pubs. I currently work with Bioagilytics as a quality assurance auditor too. And I'm with Steve Rogenthien and he's here to help us learn about his experience with SQA. Um, he has had over 20 plus years in quality assurance experience and he was our past president, um, our most recent past president with the SQA. So Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, Karel. It's nice to, nice to see you. Glad we could have this, this discussion. And uh, I mean, just a quick background, uh, you know, coming into, into the industry, uh, I was coming out of the University of Buffalo and working in their pharmaceutics department. I did that as a, as a part-time job during school. And following graduation, they offered me a, a position to stay on there, uh, which I gladly accepted. We were in the middle of uh, actually a clinical trial for, uh, for a Japanese con uh, company, LISA-based uh, work. It was, it was exciting, it was fast-paced, great uh, group of people uh, to work with. And, uh, and one of the individuals that I, I worked with at the University of Buffalo, uh, he had actually taken a position out in central New York. And long story short, uh, ended up rejoining uh, forces, if you will, and working with, with him at a, a company uh, outside of Syracuse, New York. And worked there for about uh, 16 years or so and, and actually came into that facility as, as a bench chemist. And it was through that experience that uh, I got my, my first interactions with QA professionals. And, uh, you know, as I thought about it in preparation for, for this discussion, I, I thought to myself, it was probably a little unusual that a bench chemist thought this QA thing actually is a little interesting. Um, and actually a position to open up in, in the quality assurance department at, at this company and um, applied for it. And, and got the position and, and fell in love with it. And uh, it was with that company again for about 16 years and then had an opportunity to, to move on and up and, and a big draw to the move uh, to my current facility here in Ohio was, uh, was the opportunity to, to work with, with Jim Alt, who I'd gotten to know actually over the course of time through SQA and had a, a high respect for, for Jim and uh, Jim afforded me the opportunity to come work, uh, work for him out here in Ohio and, and took the position, haven't looked back, and, uh, and have been here almost uh, 13 years now in, in the state of Ohio. Um, so again, as, as you said, Carell, uh, 25 years now, I think it is in, in a quality assurance profession, and I absolutely, I, I love it. Um, people ask me, you know, what, what, did, what do you do for a living? And, uh, you know, talking to, to the average person, to your, to your neighbors, to your friends who aren't in the industry, if you will, uh, sometimes that's hard to explain. So I tell people what I do every day is, is I put puzzles together. And I tell them that uh, the good days are, are when you have all the pieces and the, the puzzle you make at the end of the day matches the picture on the box. So the, the tough days are when uh, you don't have all the pieces or the puzzle that you make has no semblance whatsoever to uh, to the picture on the box. 
but uh, you know that, that's how I explain it to people and, and I love doing it on a day-to-day -day basis. That's a really interesting analogy. Um, it's funny because um, I tell people, I tell people how to do their job without actually doing the job, but I think the puzzle analogy is, is a lot better. Um, there are two kinds of strings of thought I've heard in what you just described as your experience. So kind of to key into the first string, um, quality assurance wasn't the first thing you set out to do. And that seems like a lot of people have had that experience. So what would you say to someone who is in quality assurance and, you know, I've found that that's not something they do and they're just questioning, you know, where they're at, what would you say to them? Hmm. Let's see, I, I think the, the way I'd, I'd probably approach uh, that, that discussion with you, Carell, is, is certainly, at least when I came into to, uh, the industry, you know, very few of us actually knew about quality assurance coming uh, into the regulated environment. It was only the exposure within a facility that that, that door opened up. Um, now that's changing uh, and has changed. There are now, uh, you know, universities that offer programs, um, master's degree programs, things like that relative to regulatory affairs or even quality assurance. Um, and really one of the things that SQA has done as well through its, its STEM committee is begun to, to reach into, uh, you know, basically the, the high school level and to begin to, uh, and even earlier than that, and begin to provide uh, just information and education about what it is quality assurance uh, is there for. Um, so I, I, I think uh, as time has gone on, certainly over, over the last 25 years that I've been involved, it, it's changed quite a bit in terms of, uh, I'll say exposure and understanding of, of what we do as, uh, as a vital cog within, uh, within the industry. Thank you. And I mean, I agree, you know, it's, I didn't set out to do quality assurance either. So it, it's very, I found that everyone I talked to in the, the field is that they're like, oh, well, I didn't even know this existed or, you know, it, it's so funny. It doesn't, it's not unique at all. Most people set out to be in the lab when they're yep. going into this one way or the other. And the other strings that I've heard in your first, um, when you were talking about your background was mentorship. You mentioned that you, your professor, not your professor, was it, but was he a professor or he was someone who worked with you in, at the University of Buffalo? Yeah, he was, he was somebody in the department uh, and just formed a, you know, really a great, uh, great kinship with, with him and learned a lot from him scientifically, things that uh, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, quite frankly, learning in a, in a classroom setting, uh, I think I learned more in, in that part-time position uh, during school than, than I did uh, in any type of, of uh, you know, formal, formal class that I was taking um, and, and learned a lot from him. Uh, and, and certainly within the QA profession, uh, relative to SQA, I, I, hopefully everybody is aware of, of the mentoring program. It's a fantastic program. Um, but even outside of that, that formal program, 
just the uh, kind of the one-on-ones that, that occur between QA professionals, whether it's, it's within a company setting, you know, me and my team um, here at Frontage, or, or whether it's um, that mentorship that, that goes on, you know, just picking up the phone or sending an email to, uh, to people that, uh, that can help, uh, even at, at annual meetings, quality colleges, that, that dialogue that occurs is probably the best way that uh, we can continue to edify and build up, particularly uh, new folks like yourself, Carell. Uh, you know, folks uh, like yourself are, are the next generation of, of QA. And uh, what we have to offer, those of us who have who've been around a while, the best thing that we can offer uh, yourself and, and those around you and your generation is the knowledge that we've gained over the, the decades. And that's something that, that I love doing um, is just uh, really on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, seeing, seeing something that, that one of my staff is trying to wrap their arms around and, and coming alongside them and, and giving them a better explanation, a deeper understanding of, uh, of what they're trying to, uh, to understand. So can you talk about how you, you mentioned the one-on-ones and the quality colleges and all that stuff? Um, you're on the board, obviously. And so can you talk about how um, the board feels, or maybe if you don't want to speak for the board, you can speak for yourself, how you feel about the di- digital meeting in September, how that's going to go? And, and what, what do you think may be the downfalls, but also the pros of it? And can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, great question. I, I think the, uh, the answer is uh, we'll, we'll certainly, uh, we'll see uh, when, when we get on the backside of, of uh, that virtual meeting. But I think uh, we've seen a lot of, of efforts put in place uh, since, since the pandemic set in, uh, particularly the, the SQA Connect lounges. Uh, so at least we've, we've gotten some framework of understanding in terms of what's working well for us. Uh, that, that model, that SQA Connect Lounge has been extremely successful. Uh, we actually just had a board meeting yesterday. We were taking a look at the numbers uh, that have, have connected into those lounges and the numbers have been fantastic. Um, you know, quite frankly, I think all of us are, are learning how to to do things a little differently in this virtual environment. Um, and I think to the program committee's uh, credit too, they've uh, worked diligently um, to be, pre- prepare for that uh, upcoming gathering in, in September, albeit virtual, but they've put in a lot of hours as well. And I think as like uh, all of our previous uh, SQA events, it will be a success and it will be a success primarily from the passion of, uh, of those who, who have committed their, their time and their talents and their resources to, uh, to developing that, uh, that event that's coming up in just a few short months. Um, I, I think, again, that the success is gonna, gonna just boil to the top based upon the, the passion of the presenters more than anything else. And I think that's, that's what probably sets SQA apart, quite frankly. I mean, I would agree. I think the growth that I've seen in 
the industry or in my career is purely because of SQA and the mentorship that I've received, um, you being one of them. Um, what keeps you involved in SQA in particular? Say it again, Carol. What keeps you involved in SQA? What keeps me involved? Great question. Uh, what keeps me involved? I, I'll say it time and time again. It, it's the people, uh, and it's not, it's not necessarily the the professional or collegial relationships. Quite honestly, it's the personal relationships. Um, I, I can say over the, the course of, of the twenty five years I, I've been a member, um, the number of of friends that uh, that I've developed, uh, you, you just can't begin to imagine uh, those people coming alongside you at, at times of, of great success. Um, you know, I, I know when when my son got uh, accepted to college, um, he got accepted to a, a very, very difficult school to get into. There were, there were SQA friends that reached out to me and just congratulated me because of accomplishment of my son. It was, it was fantastic. Um, you know, when when uh, my mom passed away last year, the number of SQA friends that, that just uh, shared well wishes and condolences was fantastic. Um, so that, that's what that's what keeps me so passionate about SQA. It's not necessarily the colleagues or, or the or or those professional relationships. It's the friendships. Do you think with the new generation that that is going to change, or do you kind of see that happening? So when you, I think that's almost a question for you, Carell, as being part of that uh, that generation that maybe relies a little bit more on on technology and um, you know text messaging and social social media. Um, I, I can say from from the board perspective, uh, we've talked about. Uh, your generation in particular quite a bit over the last uh, three, four, five years because we, again, we recognize that, that you and, and, and your uh, generation will be the eventual leaders within SQA. So the, the board has been very uh, cognizant and, and diligent some of the things that they've tried to implement relative to, to how uh, the younger generation, if you will, communicates and builds relationships and, and things like that. Um, so I'd be curious as to what your response is on your own question. Well, um, what I would say is that I think overall there will be no change. I mean, that's that's the reason why I've stayed active in SQA was those same relationships that you're talking about. I think maybe the medium, there is going to be a lot of changes. It's not going to be a phone call anymore, but mm -hmm. there it may be text messaging. But I mean, I've I've received text messages on Monday from someone I've met at my first annual meeting, and we we still kind of keep in touch. So I don't think Great. the overarching theme will change. I just think the medium will change. Mm -hmm. You know, which is how things happen, anyways. You know, we grow and we change, and you know, once we know better, we. Well, maybe not better, but once we know different, we do. Different. Yeah. Do you have any unusual stories or memories to share about SQA? Camera's on, right? <laughs> yes, the camera's uh, on. <laughs> gosh. Um, you know, I, I'd probably say the, 
the yeah, a couple couple key points uh, or a couple key stories I guess, I guess to share. Uh, I think it was 2000, trying to keep my years right, I think it was 2009, uh, the meeting, was, the annual meeting was in San Diego. Uh, I had a flight that was connecting in, in Minneapolis um, and it was actually um, the last flight from Minneapolis to San Diego. Uh, and there were several of us on that, that flight from actually different organizations uh, in this region. Um, and we actually ended up uh, missing that flight in Minneapolis. And uh, the airline was, was, was nice enough to, to put us all up in a, in a hotel. And uh, quite frankly, I think the drive to that hotel may have been longer than the, the subsequent day's flight to San Diego. It just seemed like we were driving forever in a, in a van that the airline had provided to get us out to this hotel. Um, even though we were in Minneapolis, it felt like I, I think the hotel must have been in North Dakota. It just seemed like we were driving forever to get to this hotel. But again, being with, with a group of fellow QA professionals, uh, on that flight that happened to miss that that last flight to, to San Diego that that made it an enjoyable uh, experience if you will um, a lot of the a lot of the events that have occurred through annual meetings kind of uh, have also had had a lot of great stories uh, involved again uh, just building of relationships uh, I think the the global meeting that we had in in Japan uh, about six years ago now, uh, I had the opportunity to, to speak at that meeting. That was a, uh, a, another fantastic uh, event, another fantastic opportunity, uh, a similar flight story, believe it or not. Uh, I flew from, from Cleveland to, uh, to Los Angeles and then uh, Los Angeles out to Japan. Uh, my flight was, was delayed leaving Cleveland uh, we actually had our first snowfall of the year that morning, so uh, my flight was delayed coming out of Cleveland. However, they uh, actually were holding this flight for me in LAX. I remember uh, hearing over the the, uh, the PA system in LAX, uh, Mr. Rogatine, you know, please report to to gate whatever it was. Uh, immediately, so I was running. I think Terminal Five is is the international flights terminal. Just running to get to uh, to that gate. So they were holding that big, huge plane for me, and I remember getting on the plane and uh, just feeling like hundreds of people just staring at me, staring at me, saying, "We've been waiting forever. Can we just leave, please?" But uh, take a seat so we can get going. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So. So part of why we, we've extended the interviews as the Border Pods, not only to, um, let's say, the first generation of SQA, if you will, from the, the historical committee podcast, and now we've opened it up, is mainly also to highlight members of the board and also key members that are helping facilitate specialty sections and other um, volunteer sections as well. Um, as a member of the board, what would you like to people to get out of this podcast? 
Another great question, Carell. Um, what would I like for people to get out of this podcast? I would say relative to, to SQA um, and something that, that I've come to realize after, after 25 years, it's the longer I've been in, in the, the regulated industry, particularly in, in quality, quite frankly, the less I know. Um, and that, that has driven me to, to learn as much as I can each and every day. So as, as kind of the next generation coming in, um, never, never, never uh, think that, that you have it all um, tightly locked down, that you understand everything. Uh, keep learning, keep, keep reaching out to folks that, that know more than you. Um, and I think as you do that, uh, you, you'll, you're going to come to a point, hopefully similar to, to where I've gotten to, where, where you'll have that passion then to pour into the subsequent generation that, that's coming up behind you. Um, that's what we'd like to see. And uh, from the board perspective is, is the continuation of the society. Uh, it started out, uh, as, as some of you may know it from a round table and, and it's grown and grown and grown. Um, and we want to continue to see it grow and it's only going to grow if, if, uh, you know, it's handed off to, to you guys and, and you have that, that same, uh, passion to continue to see it, uh, succeed at extremely high levels. And what would you say to like someone who kind of, I mean, you, you know, all these people by name on the board and but they're these figures that you almost seem like you know not that they're unapproachable but they're on this kind of pantheon you know figureheads that you know maybe you just don't want to approach and seem stupid in front of and stuff like that what would you say to someone who's thinking like that i'll share uh, just two things the first thing is um is my my very first board meeting uh, was in Baltimore. And usually what, what occurs at a board meeting, everybody kind of comes in to, uh, to a city, wherever it happens to be for, for a board meeting, usually lasts a couple of days. And the, and the first night when everybody gets there, we, the, the board all goes out to dinner, goes out to dinner as a group. And we have the chance to, again, uh, touch base and, and, deepen our, our, our friendships and relationships, um, you know, in essence, breaking bread with, with each other. And at that very first board meeting, uh, you know, getting ready to, to go to dinner and, and I got in the elevator with, with Mary Ellen Lander. Uh, and she was a, a prior president and at the time was, was back on the board uh, as treasurer at the time. And, and I had that same reaction, like, oh my gosh, I'm on the elevator with Mary Ellen Lander. And I got down, um, you know, obviously to the, to the ground floor, Mary Ellen and I get off the elevator and some other board members were in, in the lobby, you know, waiting up, obviously for everybody to get there and, and get out to dinner. And, and I just felt accepted and, and welcomed. And that was the, the case from the, from the very uh, first moment um, for me on the board. Um, and I had a similar reaction, it was, it was, you know, Greg Furrow and, and Connie Marvel and, and Scott Cook and kind of the Mount Rushmore of SQA, if you will. And, and those individuals welcomed me 
uh, with open arms that, that very first evening. And, and I would encourage uh, really anybody that, that feels in a similar vein, um, please don't feel that way. Um, if, if nothing else, the, each of the boards that, that I've been a part of with SQA, uh, obviously the board changes each and every year. So the board looks a little different in terms of who's on it. But each and every board, and this, this is my seventh year on the board, the passion that the board members have for the society is unbelievable. Uh, you know, even as I'm, I'm saying that, I'm quite frankly, I'm getting a little choked up just because that passion is so tangible. Um, I, I know in a Quality Matters article that I <clears throat> put out last year, I had made that point that I wish each and every SQA member had the opportunity to just see how much passion comes out in a board meeting that the board members have for the membership as a whole. Um, so again, please don't feel intimidated by, by any board member. Um, you know, we, we certainly uh, care deeply for the society and, and for uh, each of its members. You said you were going to share two things. So that was the one thing. Was... Yeah, yeah, that was the, the second. Well, the two pieces were my, my first board oh, meeting and the, okay. just the passion that, that the, board, the last seven boards have, uh, have shown. Uh, just the passion for the membership is unbelievable. Definitely. Um, so what are the, some of the committees that you served on besides the board? So I, uh, prior to the board, uh, I was the, the chairman of the bioanalytical specialty section. Uh, at the same time that was, was occurring, I was also uh, on the education committee. So that was, I think, 2011, 12, and 13, somewhere in the uh, earlier part of this decade. And, uh, and then was, was elected to, uh, to the board. Um, and, and again, if this is my seventh year on the board. Uh, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed doing uh, is serving on, on a probably half a dozen uh, rapid response teams. That has been a, a tremendous uh, really experience that uh, getting together with with some subject matter experts to respond to a, a guidance in a formal setting. I mean, that's, if you wanna see me get in full on, full on geek mode, if you will, um, is, is when it comes to serving on a rapid response team. That, that's a very exciting thing because you're, again, with, with the cream of the crop in terms of um, quality professionals in that given subject area. And, and it's, it's exciting and you're providing feedback to the regulatory monitoring authorities. Again, we are having an impact on our industry through that mechanism and, it, and it's such a, a, a great experience. And I hope that, that as many SQA members have the opportunity at some point in their time in SQA to, to do that. Any advice for any new SQA members that you'd have? Advice for new SQA members, I would say uh, get involved as much as you can. I think if you talk to, to a lot of us who, who have been around for a while, there is a, a common thread that, that comes out. You will never be able to pour in as much as you get out. The more you pour in, the more you get out. And it, it is absolutely amazing. And I, and I know I say that and, 
and it's hard to to put uh, you know some some tangible aspects around that statement. But uh, I, I would just encourage all SQA members that are are new, just get involved, pour into it because you will you will reap more than you you could possibly know. Well, I think that's that's about time. But um, one last question about yourself personally: anything that you like to do outside of SQA or quality assurance? What what hobbies do you have? Yeah, um, I, probably the biggest thing: um, soccer, 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 soccer. Or as some of us traditionals like to refer to, it's football. Uh, I started playing when when I was six years old. And uh, the club started uh, in uh, in this town in Western New York. My first coach was was straight from Germany. Uh, he spoke very little English. Uh, his son was was there as an assistant coach. So, his, quite frankly, his son did majority of the translating. And uh, and I still play to this day, and I absolutely love it. Um, and in addition to that, I. I've been coaching uh, soccer as well for about the last uh, 10, 12 years. Uh, this is actually gonna be my first year uh, coaching at the high school level. I'm actually gonna be coaching the, uh, the junior, junior varsity team for uh, one of the local high schools here. And uh, you know, so far in terms of what we're seeing with, with COVID, it appears as if uh, we should have a season. Uh, so pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, it, it gives me a good segue to Corel because, um, you know, I, I wanted to share something with you and I thought, uh, you know, maybe you might have a recollection of this. It, it's a YouTube clip and uh, hopefully I can hold up and tell me if you can recall where this was from. Privilege as always to be at Anfield, where we are hoping for another miracle like Istanbul. Shakiri in his own half holds it square towards Matip. Virgil van Dijk, he's just coming back now. It stayed forward. Matip up to Mane. Mistake. Mane enter the area. Great skill. Henderson's in the box. Henderson. No, I'm not sure. I have a couple ideas, though, but I'll let you go. Well, just to refresh your memory, uh, that was the the Champions League uh, final game at, at Anfield where, uh, you know, Barcelona was up 3-0 on aggregates, and uh, Liverpool came storming back in, in that game at Anfield and won 4-0. Uh, so... Based upon aggregates, that would be four three, and and Liverpool is, uh, you know, took out Barcelona, who I think is somebody's favorite team. Um, um, my team, my favorite team is Barcelona, but I honestly have no recollection of that ever happening. And, yeah, I, I figured you'd deny it. Yeah, so, <laughs> I you know, it's selective memory at work, and I say. You know. So that would, you know, Champions League uh, went to, that would be Liverpool. Mm -hmm. This, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You have to give one to them from time to time. You know? Yeah. Just let them, you know. 
I will never confirm nor deny that happening. Well, Steve, on behalf of the Board of Pogs, I'd really like to thank you for your time. Um, everyone who works in the quality assurance field, we know that time is a premium, especially with all of this going on. You know, everyone's schedule seems to be really slammed lately. And so thank you for your time. And on behalf of, quote unquote, the next generation, thank you as well for your, your words of wisdom. And it really does mean a lot when we hear these things from the previous generation, because it, it just kind of gives us, you know, a platform to and the confidence to move forward. So thank you very much for your time. You are most welcome. Good to see you. Will do. It's always a pleasure. Take care.